1: All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan Senior of Trucker, Amy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, click subscribe while you're at it. And please also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to your search bar and type in at Cold Cans Country. And you'll see the podcast logo. Podcast is now available and that. We'll also be putting some clips and some extra content on there for you. Please subscribe to us and hit the alert bell. Uh, check out the website coldcansnetwork.com for blog content. And you can get the merch on coldcanshatco.com. New hats and new t-shirts are available now. All right, Andy, uh, you got back into town because we we're going to be talking about this later in the show. The Muscadine Bloodline and American Aquarium concert on night two of Road Trip Raleigh is this weekend. Raleigh, North Carolina. Both of you fellas are going to be joining me in the Oak City for that. Indeed. We'll be talking about a little bit of that, like I said, later in the show. But Andy sent a clip that we want to lead the show off with. Kyle, you haven't seen it. You don't, you don't have context on it yet. I just want to get your reaction on it because this is something that definitely applies to me and definitely applies to Trucker Andy. Uh, probably not you as much, but it was kind of funny. Um, he, so background quickly, Riley Green went on to Tracy Lawrence's podcast. If you haven't checked that out, you should. Uh, Tracy Lawrence like interviews folks on his tour bus. It's a pretty good show. I've watched a handful of those episodes uh, months ago. But here's a clip that they put up on Tracy Lawrence's uh, YouTube page, he had Riley Green. Day routine like on the road.
2: I sleep till I got to get up.
0: <laughs> me too. Until, until, until
2: they make me get up. I yeah, sleep,
0: that's yeah. what Derek does. I sleep too. till noon every day if I can. Man, you know,
2: yeah. my, my dad, when I was like, I quit playing ball, so I wasn't in college and I was like, I guess I didn't really need a lot of money, but I was I was playing some shows and working a little bit, and he it killed him. He, he wakes up at five o'clock every morning and, and like would build a snowman if he was too like he just anything. He can't sit still, and uh, it just used to eat him alive that I would sleep all day. And he come like, man, you're wasting your life. Like you don't understand how much enjoyment I get out of sleeping. Like that's not a wasted and life. staying up all night. And if that's I can get done at what I need to from two p.m. on, you know what does it matter when I get up?
1: Hundred percent, I stand with Riley on this. <laughs> you know, like I've always said that. Whenever we we had this big debate in society, and we let the morning people control things, and they decide that you're wasting the day if you don't get up at the ass crack of dawn to be able to get, to get things done. I get just as much done late at night when other people are sleeping as they do the next morning. Andy, I want your your take on this too because I know you're you enjoy your sleep.
2: I do enjoy my sleep, but I've got. I've got two things that that work against me while I would want to wholeheartedly agree with them. One issue is I've got to watch my sleep schedule or I will literally be staying up till the sun comes up and then literally sleep all day. And I don't like working at night. I prefer to work during the day. My sleep schedule doesn't agree with that. So, yeah, occasionally
1: I'll sleep. I can't sleep till 2. I can sleep till noon. Yeah. And look, and for context, Andy's working means driving a truck, so I don't blame him for that. Like for me doing like if I could work at night doing like my computer work, whether it's for day job or the podcast, I would do it at night. I do most of the podcast stuff at night. Kyle, I know you're much more of an early riser.
0: Yeah, um I get up at five o'clock every morning. Um Riley's dad. Old, yeah, yeah he'd make a snowman old. if he could. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old However, you do also know that. um there's like a 50-50 shot
3: that I'm asleep by 10. Yeah. So,
0: uh, Carter put me on blast. did appreciate it. Watching the Royal Rumble. It was midnight. I was struggling to stay awake. Um, you know, to each their own. I mean, so, you know, some people are more efficient at nighttime. Hey, if that's you, that's cool. I mean, if it works for your work schedule,
1: I have no problem with that. Yeah, because you've how many times have you said you've texted us and you've been like, "What the hell time did you go to bed last night?" Oh, you you're... texted us at like two in the morning, I was like, "Yeah, I was working on shit for the podcast."
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Logan sent me a meme many a times at like one fifty three a.m. I'm fast asleep, and I'm like, and I'll be sitting on the toilet at five o'clock and respond to him, and I'm like, "Bro, what
1: are you doing this this late?" Oh wait, and I don't I don't see that uh, five a.m. response until probably. 9.30. Yeah, I'm so far. What are you doing awake?
0: I mean, hey, but, you know, I have, like I said, I'm not only, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fence setter. I don't care. what You know, as long as it works for you and the people that pay you,
1: hey. Yeah, you cool haven't talked me. a lot of trash over the years about it. I will say Kyle definitely is a fence setter on this topic, whereas a lot of our other friends, especially back when we were younger and like I was living with some of them, man, I tell you what, they thought it was just like a, a badge of honor to wake up at six thirty seven in the morning for no reason. It'll be a weekend. No reason. Let's, they're just going to wake up. And they said to me one time when I came rolling down about 11.45 uh, right before noon, they said, you've wasted half the day. I said, well, I, I wasn't asleep the whole time. I was just laying in bed watching TV. They said, well, you, you just wasted the day not getting out of bed. And I said, well, what have you done today? They said, well, I got up. Uh, I'm sitting the there watching TV <laughs> Went, came downstairs made a cup of coffee and I've been sitting here watching TV and I'm like you didn't do anything more than I did <laughs> Yeah, it's not I, like you I, went to the gym or you went for a walk I mean
0: I, look I was the same way as both of y'all when I was in college I slept all day and it took me like a year of the real world to really get in that group and then over the past 18 months I would go to the gym so the best time for me to go is in the morning because I hate people. So there's no one in the gym at 530 in the morning. So I'm like, hey, what a better time to go than 530 in the morning. So I've been getting up. This is a very recent thing for me. I used to sleep in until the last possible second. But like I said, teach their own. I really don't, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. Whatever works for you, whatever works for you.
1: I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Like, no, Not everybody so. is is as productive late at night. I'm not. I want to go to bed. Oh, yeah. Like, there are many times I've been at your house on a weekend whenever I'm back in town, and I just end up getting up and walking away because Kyle yes. falls asleep in his chair. <laughs> in my defense, though, you know, you got your start at 10 o'clock in the morning.
0: I got mine at 5. That's fair. We're on a five-hour different time schedule. There, that, that's 100% <laughs> fair. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, like I said, no, no fault, no harm, no foul. I mean, and Riley Green, he's a, he's a musician. He's uh, most of his shows are probably going to. He's a headline act. So, you know, he's probably getting on stage at 9 30, 10 anyway. You know, he's, he's not working banker's hours.
1: Oh, yeah. That's 100%. But like, that's where I think that I, I would love nothing more than for us to get some more sponsorships and be able to turn this into a full time thing, just because that would be how my, my life would be too. I, I, I have the same mentality as like the artists and, and big time like comics and podcasters have about not wanting to get up early. That would be ideal. However, that's not the reality for me right now. I still got to go to my day job, but but, now I will say about Andy over here. Andy's right about not liking to work at night and especially when he's driving. But I will say that when he's at home and he's working on the truck, there are times that Andy doesn't can't go to dinner with us or can't hang out with us that evening because he'll text and says, "I got to work," and I'll be like, "Why didn't you do that during the day?" He goes, "Man, I didn't wake up till twelve <laughs> On the same time, it's usually though, eleven. On the same on the same frame, the
0: Turnpike uh, show we went to, oh, I yeah, woke just, up at I woke something. up at six o'clock in the morning, and Andy's walking out the door. On like two and a half
1: hours of sleep we had, and Andy. Andy I got to go.
0: I, I have a like, theory about hey, that that time, I wanted to run time, by
1: you guys. What time is it? Because Kyle, I think that you and I don't directly know this, but I wanted to know your thoughts on the theory as a non-truck driver and a- trucker Andy's as an obvious truck driver. So I was talking to a guy that I know whose brother is a truck driver, right? And he, he just got to telling me lots of different personality traits that his brother didn't have before he became a truck driver. But now that he's been a truck driver for over 20 some years, the things that he is like kind of starts to do and almost every single one of them. I was like, that sounds like my buddy, Andy. I was like, (laughs) it was like one of those. That was one of the things they sometimes just out of nowhere get up and leave. Don't really give explanation as to where they're going or why they're going, but they just get up and go. And he's like, yeah, that guy was like, my brother used to not do this, but now he does. But what has he been doing all these years driving trucks? And then he talked about how one time they were on a trip. And one of the nights on the trip, he went and stayed in his truck instead of staying at the hotel. And I was like, that's another thing that my buddy Andy has done when we were in Nashville, Tennessee. And, and uh, back a uh, few years ago in 2018, I was like, we were walkable from Lower Broadway to the hotel. And Andy just decides he, he's going to go back and sleep in his truck. So that, my theory is that, Andy, you guys spend so much time on the road and you're in the truck that you start to develop these, these habits that suddenly you just you get up and go out of nowhere and, or you just sometimes go spend an evening in your truck because you're so used to being in there. And I, I get it. I guess it technically is your home most of the time. So before what Andy, are your thoughts? Before Andy Nash. Goes, I, would,
0: I would like to give my thesis on this. We all like to sleep at home. You know, there's no place like home. And I think you alluded to it, Logan. There is no place like home. So. Andy's bed in his truck is better than any hotel bed. So if I were Andy, I, I sympathize with him. Yeah, I'd rather sleep in my bed in my truck versus a hotel bed. Am I wrong, Andy?
2: No, you're not wrong there. Cause it, and when I'm in new places, I don't sleep very good at all. Yeah. So, in my truck, I'll, I can sleep all night. I'll wake up in new places constantly through the night. But in Nashville, there was more of a reason for this. Logan wanted to eat at some shitty hot dog stand on the sidewalk. And I'm like, there's a 24-hour restaurant just over there. I want to go eat. And Logan is not have The, thing was, I'm like, I'm the
1: thing was, I didn't want to walk all the way out of the way from where I was going to be staying, right? It, and I was going to be staying at the hotel. <clears throat> Andy went to the uh, diner because he was going to the, the truck driver or his truck because he's a truck driver. I get it. I not him to go back. To I, even offered to, I even offered to pay for the hot dog because he was complaining about how much it was. And back then, Kyle, compared to now, it wasn't that much. <laughs> but I just did a hot dog. dog. Two dollars. Yeah, it, it <laughs> I think it was, it was Nashville. So it was probably like $3.50, $4, something like that. It didn't even yeah. look good. It was street meat, man. It's not like that. It's going to be five star cuisine. It doesn't get a, a three star in the Michelin uh, restaurant magazine. But, <laughs> but it wasn't red hot dog. I only like red hot dogs. They're those superior. are superior. You know, those are unique to like Eastern North Carolina. Well, they're superior. That's they're not a unique. thing
0: anywhere else. And they're unique. Not only is it Eastern Carolina, like our area specifically. you go yeah. across the Virginia line, maybe, like uh, Emporia, Grant, uh, Grantsville. Uh, was it Grand? Yeah, Grand Volcano. Greensville. Greensville County. Greensburg, yeah, Greensville. Dumb and Emporia. Yeah, yeah. Once you get outside that area, they're just nowhere to be found. Because I, I know a guy who's from uh, Newport News, and he moved here, and he was like, "What the fuck is a red hot dog?" The best kind. Like, I was like, "You've never had a Jesse Jones?" He was like, "No, no, I don't know. I don't, no, I like an all beef hot dog. I don't want." Or, to do or even and like a like, Valleydale is pretty solid too. I was like, um, "Just be careful." man, you're, you're speaking treason here. You better calm down. I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, they're, yeah, very, it's, they're pretty very specific local to tar- us where we yeah. grew up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought everybody else was just dumb and didn't have good taste. Well they are. No, but, like
1: um, I, I, they're they're manufactured. I can't remember. We looked it up and we did an, an entire segment on all miserable and reckless years ago. Um but there's like a, a specific what? area where it was where it was like invented and manufactured. Like it's like Bass Farm. Bass Farm's a
3: very
0: local product. That yeah. if you start to get yeah you know, right, Raleigh doesn't. No, I will say they don't. Do they, does Raleigh have Bass Farm? I've never seen it anywhere outside of like. I know they're Bass in Bailey. I know they're in Bailey. Let me look that up. I don't know. Bass Farms. That's what everybody sausage. around
1: here uses.
0: Yeah, they're in Bailey, North Carolina, which is like
1: right east of uh around sixty four, east of Mount. Like admittedly, I don't buy a lot of sausage when I'm cooking, so. I don't yeah. know what brand sausage is made when I'm back home and other people are cooking breakfast. Oh, so, Bass Farm enough and I know I've probably had this. I just, I, it's not something that's not on my grocery list whenever I go to the store. Well, I mean, shit. Bailey
0: really, had never heard of Bass Farm until we started dating them. I was like, how dare you buy a damn Jimmy Dean? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Bass Farm is infinitely superior.
3: Don't ever yeah. do that again. I look, at, thank, I believe thank. it. I
1: probably have had it. Yeah, thank you for listening to my TED Talk on uh, Eastern North Carolina cuisine. And <laughs> <laughs> next Ork. week, come back, and we'll tell you about Eastern uh, North Carolina vinegar-based pulled pork barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it shits on the Western NC barbecue.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. But S- anyways, it. that's a topic for another day, because we could go down a rabbit hole on that. Uh, but yeah, Andy, red hot dogs definitely are... Um, a thing around our area, but Andy, so would you agree that there, there are some habits people pick up from being a truck driver like that?
2: Yeah. Cause I can say like, far as getting up and leaving, it's very common to have a very in-depth conversation with someone for two hours. They'll know everything about you. Don't know each other's names. Never say, just get up and leave. Very common. <laughs>
1: now is that because you never said your name or because because like I know I've talked to people before and then two minutes into the conversation I just don't remember their name but no you never say Oh, like so you're
3: any...
2: never going to talk to them again but you'll tell them your entire life story in detail don't know the guy you won't know each other's names
0: so you have mastered the Irish goodbye
2: yeah because some people also you'll learn just won't shut up so you just leave
0: mm, interesting are they? There? The, no, my younger brother.
1: <laughs> my younger brother does that. He's not a truck driver. He did that the other week. He literally was sitting there talking to me and my mom and my dad. We're having a very nice conversation for a while, and then he just throws his hands up and goes, "My word count has been hit. I have to leave." And then he just storms out. Wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: okay. sounds like something like Elon Musk would do. <laughs> He did. I was. I was sitting there. I was like, "What?" I was like, "The max computer." I'm out. (laughs) My word count has been hit. I'm out. (laughs) Then he just he just stands up and walks out and goes (laughs) home. My mom would be furious at me if I did that. Yeah, I mean, look, people would be mad at me if I did that, but my brother has just been that way since he was a kid. Yeah. Uh, So so it's kind of like it's accepted at this point. Yeah, he's a known quantity. Yeah. Which I mean, look, hilarious. I've I've said it before. I'm done. (laughs) The reason that I think that I've been friends with Andy and Classic Rock Carter as long as I have, because they do have some similar personality traits to my younger brother. All of them can be like what Colin, I would say is rude, but they don't think they're being rude and they don't mean it as being rude. Kyle can do
3: that. Thanks, Andy.
2: I would generally say Kyle's not that rude. But Kyle can be extremely
0: heartless to people. <laughs> but room. that's a different that's a different thing altogether. <laughs> I'm cool. only I'm only heartless to people that make me ill.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> Andy, would you dispute that? I'm curious.
2: The What's the first I- thing you say to people when you meet them? Hello.
0: You're going no to grow to resent saying. me soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm I Kyle think that's in your. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- I but,
2: think it's in your definition of your
0: introduction. I mean, but it's mostly true. They Hi, be, I'm Kyle. They, you're not going to enjoy this over time. Yeah, the, you will grow <laughs> to resent me. I mean, that's mostly true, though. <laughs> the
1: because funny thing it, is, he, he always I'm says this roots. to our buddies' significant others when they first started dating. So like when they start dating a new girl, Kyle's like, "Hi, I'm Kyle. You're going to grow to resent me soon." Yeah, I told Chase that. I've told Selena
0: that. Um, if I ever meet um, Andy's girl in
1: Colorado, I'll tell her that. <laughs> Andy, don't, hey, so you making up random states for Andy having a girl now? Is it oh Kansas? That's what she
0: at. Kansas, not Colorado. I'm sorry. My apologies to the. What what do you what are you? If you live in Kansas, are you a Kansasan? Kansan? Kansan.
1: Kansas. Probably
0: Jayhawk. Okay. Oh, don't tell the wildcat
1: contender that in the yeah, little yeah, apple I don't of know. Manhattan. Yeah, I don't know. It's the That's state the... motto, I think. Yeah, but people in North Carolina, North Carolina technically calls their citizens Tar Heels. You, there's a 0% chance you'll ever hear me refer to myself as a Tar Heel. Nope. Nope. No, same. I
2: refer to the state as a Tar Heel state. Yeah, but you're not a Tar But it is
1: it is different in the sense that how it's spelled, too. Tar Heel being uh, one word versus Tar Heels being two words, capital T, capital H. That's the basketball team, football team, terrible university. Can't stand them. Hashtag GTHC, go to hell, Carolina. But I based would never refer to myself as a Tar Heel. Based off a Confederate Army. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah, We're just only saying. asking questions. Yeah, just saying, you know. Why have they not changed their name? It's a good question, Yep. Yeah. They support the Confederacy is all I can say. That's, That's what I'm hearing. Carolina yeah. fans basically equals Confederates. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. Huge so, if yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huge if true. Breaking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So speaking of uh, debates, right? So there's been this debate going around the last couple of days on Twitter, country music, Twitter specifically, It's a two-pronged debate, I would say. And I wanted to get everybody's take on this. And admittedly, I will say that as Kyle has said about himself, sometimes I can be a massive hypocrite um, if you want to, if you (laughs) don't believe in evolution of a fault. Because I definitely have changed my opinion on this over the years. But the debate is, should you be able to wear a band's merch to their show? We'll start with that one first. The second question being, uh, should a band be able to wear their own merch? But let's start with, if you're a fan and you're going to say this weekend we're going to see American Aquarium, you have an American Aquarium shirt, should you be allowed to wear that shirt to their concert? Um, Open it up for discussion here, boys. What are y'all's well, thoughts? It's, it's America. You
2: should be able to wear whatever shirt you want to. Last I checked, it was America.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, So here's my opinion. I don't think you as a uh, this is where I have a hypocritical opinion. I'll be the first to admit this. You as an adult male should not go to sports events with another man's jersey on. I'm sorry. It's cringe. It's cringe. It's There's cringe. a lost
1: episode of tailgate season where Kyle went into this in detail. I disagree yeah. with him mostly on this, but. It's, it, it's this cringe.
0: It's cringe. It's cringe. No, I'm sorry. You can't. No, you can rock it. You can rock a jersey with your last name on it. That's acceptable. No, as an adult, not little kid.
1: You're fine. It's like I've, being a I've always like, said though that I think that wearing a classic, uh, no name on the jersey, jersey, acceptable. Disagree. If they're older than you and you grew up watching them, it's it's totally in the clear. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a caveat there. You cannot wear a like, current athlete's like, jersey. Like admittedly, I wear a Philip Rivers jersey. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll give. He graduated. I'll, I'll, he graduated. What uh, thirteen years before me?
0: I can see that point. You can't go in there yeah. and rock it in a KJ Concepcion jersey.
1: KC, but yeah, I get oh, your whatever. What's fuck his name? Is. Yeah, because um, I'm like over a decade older than that guy.
0: Yeah, that 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 is that is questionable. As far as a concert
3: or a band merch, who cares? You're not rocking some other dude's name, showing support. You go to an event. I
1: mean, I don't. I don't see any problem with that. I but mean you kind of. So technically, you are rocking another dude's name if it's a solo artist. Like, if you're wearing it, if you're going to see Eric Church and his band merch says Eric Church, you are rocking another dude's name on the shirt. However, yeah, I most think of the, it's
0: but, more. But, but, but most of those shirts are tour based. So you can be like sinners like me or. Could be. Well, but I they also have know, like
1: cool merch. My yeah. My Wade
0: Bowen shirt.
2: My Wade Bowen shirt has a name tag on it that says Wade.
1: Yeah. No, I will based. say I will say it's more it's it's more analogous to. Uh, wearing say you're if you're going to a Duke basketball game and you're a Duke fan and you're wearing a Duke shirt or a Duke uh yes, hoodie or like, yeah. Duke polo, that's what it's more like wearing a, a band or an artist's merch to the show. You don't tell somebody at a sporting event, hey, you're coming to see NC State and Duke play. Why are you wearing their merch? You know what I mean? Whereas yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I think it's more more like that than the Jersey argument.
2: But at times though, I will say It does feel a little super fanny, a little over the top.
1: It does. And that, so I admittedly years ago, I was vehemently against it. I used to think you should not wear that band's merch to the show. However, the more I've, you know, read other people's opinions and listened to what the artists have to say, I've changed my opinion on this within the last two or three years. I think that now, if you're that big of a fan and you want to wear their band merch to the show, go for it. I've done it once, but I used to be a big advocate of, and I did this actually, when I went to a American aquarium show, I wore a turnpike shirt. When I went to a turnpike show, I wore an American aquarium shirt. I used to do things like that of similar mm-hmm. artists, yeah. but now like I, I admit that I've done it before. I've worn an American aquarium shirt to an American aquarium show. I don't have a problem with it anymore. The more I got to thinking about it the older I got, I was like, it doesn't care. make sense to be VMA League. Yeah, the less I cared about
2: it. I was like, it doesn't make what sense was, to be against this. What was your argument against
1: it when you were against it? What you just said is it feels a little bit like fanboyish. Over the and top. then I was and then I kind of realized, hey, I've seen American Aquarium over 35 times. That in and of itself is over the top. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little Who am I to point there? at someone and be like, hey, stop being a fanboy when I've seen a band that many times?
0: Yes. Look, uh, respect the self awareness. um, Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I mean, I'm pretty brand agnostic. I don't wear like other than like Carhartt and Duluth. I don't wear like specialty shirts. You can check me. Any picture you can find of me on the internet, I'm not rocking a a brand shirt other than those two. I don't know what I think. I don't. I I don't really care. I've got a weird
2: thing. Like if I'm wearing like a Carhartt like jacket or vest or whatever, like I now. don't like. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like wearing my Carhartt toboggan with it because I feel like it's too much Carhartt, and I look like I'm sponsored by Carhartt, and I just don't like it.
1: Well, you've got another man's name to Kyle's earlier point on your hat right now. He's dead. I, I, I realize that. However, who is that? really see it. Is Lane Cross. Oh, it's okay. a it's a cool brand. Like I, I recommend oh, it, it. The hats are sick. Yeah, I don't Kinda, know. I, the, yeah,
2: go ahead. Like yeah. in the motorsports world, it's very common. Like the shirt is gonna have the guy's name on. That's just standard. Everybody does it.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Like Andy, I've seen your Kyle Larson shirt. Like it says yeah. Kyle Larson pretty plainly on it. And you know, we're from the we're from North Carolina. Let's not pretend like we haven't seen a plethora of Dell Earnhardt and Dell Jr merch out there and has their names Jeff Gordon yeah Jeff uh, Gordon car numbers on it yeah I don't yeah I
2: don't have much of an opinion I do think though if you're wearing a band hat and a band shirt it's a bit much a bit much you look like you're with the band like you're trying to look like you're with the band it's too too far
1: it's like you're trying to be a groupie of the band at that point I do agree that's a bit much yeah, but I will It'll say a, a hat and a koozie or a shirt and a koozie acceptable. But yeah, yeah. I would also acceptable. say
0: I would also say this conversation applies almost exclusively to men. Women can only get away because, with anything only
1: because women can get away with it. Yes. Yeah. Like nobody's going to say anything to a girl for wearing all out band merch to the show. No,
0: because most times they're going to cut <laughs> the shirt up and.
1: I mean, and I'm not saying it's dazzle it. I'm saying that's the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool, guys. So, now people. what about the flip side of that? The second point that people have been talking about should a band be allowed to wear their own merch? That looks
0: kind of cringy. You should wear like a, a. I think I'm not in a band, but if I was in a band, I would wear a funny ass shirt or a funny outfit. A lot of the great rock
1: bands. Well, are the I'm 80s not necessarily saying being on, on Sage. I'm talking about just in general. Should they be able to, if they're just. Not on like on tour or they're just at home or they're going out to Walmart. Should they be able to wear their own merch?
0: Yeah, in public, yes. got a promotion, you know, you got to promote your stuff. It's no different. I, than I a was bi- wondering, no, I was
1: going to say, no, maybe this is a, why Kyle refuses to wear the country and cold cans hat that we gave him a couple years back. Andy, <laughs> well, uh, uh, <laughs> no, it's that to me is no different than a business owner rocking his own gear all the time. Yeah. And teams that, wearing team my yeah, yeah. So that like I would it would be very hypocritical of me to tell somebody in a band they can't wear their own merch when I wear country and cold cans hats all the time. Yeah. But so now I will say you I don't, don't w- wear the hat with the shirt. I have to alternate like I grab my my pink yeah. golf hat whenever I wear one of the country and cold cans shirts. Right.
0: But you don't wear the country cold cans T-shirt to a business meeting. No, no, yeah, right. That's my kind of my point. Like you know, I wear my country and call Ken's polo. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's still a polo, but I mean, yeah, you're sure. out and about. Yeah, that's totally acceptable. But like I, you know, on stage, I think it it pushes like, hey, please buy our shit, really hard, and it kind of looks pushy. I somewhat
2: think it depends on what stage you're at. One, like on stage, it's pretty common for people to have band banners. The names generally on the front of the big thing on the drum, whatever that's called. Drum. It's pretty common. Yeah. So it's common that it's up there. So I feel like it'd be kind of weird for like, I don't know, Kenny Chesney to be on stage wearing a Kenny Chesney t-shirt and walking around town in a Kenny Chesney t-shirt.
1: Yeah. Cause he's his whole ap- operation is a machine at this point. Yeah. Like when you're that big, it gets, you know, he's getting ready to play <laughs> Gillette stadium in Foxborough. He's out there rocking blue chair Bay, uh, hat on stage. He's wearing a Kenny Chesney tour shirt with the sleeves cut off. I get what you're saying. It's like
2: when, when you are the brand, I think it'd be a little weird to be wearing it. Like Morgan Wallen wearing a Morgan Wallen shirt. Like everybody knows who you are, but for smaller people,
1: I mean, I I think it makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's where I was curious what y'all's takes were going to be because, um, it's Kyle. I mean, it's like you said, uh, if you're a small business owner or even a big business owner, you wear your company stuff. I mean, we wear the country and cold cans stuff. I wear it all the time. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we have friends that <laughs> that will wear country and cold cans gear a fair amount. We have one buddy in particular that wears it all the time. Shout out the free promotion. Another one that if we he would be mad at us if he happened to listen to this episode and we didn't say it. Anytime he's drinking out of a koozie is a country and cold cans koozie. He always posts it on Instagram and tags a shout out our guy. But He he gets mad if we don't ever give him the credit on the air, so we're giving him the credit. Shout out
2: Cookie and Clint.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I agree with Andy's We do need to get Cookie a new hat, and that story for why Cookie needs a new hat is behind the paywall. (laughs) But trucker Andy, trucker Andy, definitely uh, needs to get Cookie a new hat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, was this a trip to Greenville? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, yes, yes, we'll leave yeah.
1: it at that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm kind I, of with you on what you were saying
0: I, with that. Yeah, I, I agree with Andy. It depends on the size of the artist. It'd be kind of crazy.
3: Eric Church,
0: yeah, we, go go out in front of fifty thousand people, rocking that Eric Church new tours shirt. Sure. It starts to become egotistical when you're yeah. that big.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: No, it definitely becomes egotistical. Granted, if you're that big, you kind of have, you probably already do have that big of an ego. Yeah, we that that just let everybody yeah. know. <clears throat> yeah, but at the same time, like, if you really look at, and I've always said this about all artists, and, and this is not me talking shit, this is just making an observation. All artists kind of play a part, so to speak. The mainstream big stars have stylists that dress them. Or and or they have like different things they all do like Kenny Chesney rocks the cutoff shirt, Eric Church rocks the sunglasses. However, a lot of the independent artists do the same thing. They dress a certain way. You're trying to tell me all these folks in the Americana world that dress up like it's 1965, or that that's how they've always dressed, and it wasn't just because of the career choice. Sorry, don't buy that either. But no, I I buy it because I don't that I don't get hipster, mad about that. And
2: they they've always been a hipster. That just happens to be the hipster dress.
1: I, Guarantee you they did not always dress that way. Guarantee well, hipster, you they did.
2: Well, hipster style. Changed. And I'm
1: not saying they're wrong for it. I'm just pointing out it's the same thing as what the bigger artists do when they wear specific stuff.
0: I would agree with Logan. Yeah. Everybody's a poser on their own
1: way. Yeah. I mean, look, we probably have done that to an extent. I don't know how, but if I sat down and really thought about it, we probably would cook come up with something.
0: That's one of so, my biggest fears in life is being a poser. Like I rock my specific style because if I ever changed it, everybody would be like, "Wow, look at this poser!" <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to be a poser. I just like I don't. I, I don't. That
1: was I don't, how I felt when the first time I ever bought a vest, like Andy's wearing right now. I was like low key worried about wearing it. Like people were gonna be like, "Why the fuck is he wearing a vest? You don't yeah, wear vests." I'm, I'm still now screwed. I just don't, still. don't care. Now I just don't. They're so comfortable. They I are. To, I like them. If I like it, I wear it. Still scared to care. this
0: day. Can't do it. Nope. Every time I look at that poser, I can go to I can go to Las Vegas and be every time I look at that poser, I'm like, oh, I don't be that guy.
1: Yeah. Like I bought Andy wore one of them a while back, but I bought My a couple shirt is. jackets, the shackets.
0: The shackets like a a, what now?
1: yeah a shacket. It looks like a flannel shirt, but on the inside is the furpa. It's a coat. Like, oh, okay. like yeah. I used to, years ago, I wouldn't have bought one because I thought okay. people would be like, oh, why is he wearing that? But then I was like, you know what? I like this and it's really comfortable. And when it's a little bit cold outside, you wear a t shirt underneath, it works.
3: Okay. Yeah. My style's been They're... the same for the better, probably close to 10 years. And I'm scared to change it.
2: Jackets oh, are practical.
3: In. They're
1: very practical.
2: It's, it's just a, it's a step above a shirt, step below a jacket. So, I mean, it's yep. a temperature setting.
1: It is. It definitely is.
0: A shacket. That's a new word. Never knew that. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah. It's basically okay. a thick shirt. Oh yeah. It's a it's a very thick shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're very similar to my Carhartt jackets then.
2: Yeah. If you you've had Carhartt makes one that's like uh it snaps up and it's fleece lined. Yep. Uh, I of, yep. I've got one yeah. of those. Very yeah. practical. Actually, oh, yeah, those maybe that's a shacket. They may be my okay. favorite.
0: Okay, so that's a get Interesting.
1: I will that's say great. I don't wear Carhartt though, and I feel like I don't wear Carhartt because I don't work in blue collar stuff, and I feel like people that work in blue collar would look down on me for wearing Carhartt.
0: Wait, we've all seen that funny ass meme, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I okay. feel like people would okay. say I'm that meme because I work at a desk in an office. Like, why? Why do you have Carhartt clothing? Kind of so I don't. But have at the same time,
2: Carhartt makes good quality products at a good price.
0: And the hipsters have taken over Carhartt, if we're being honest. They have, they have, yes, yes.
3: So. You can get away with the Duluth.
1: Duluth Trading Company? Duluth's expensive, though. I get their YouTube ads a lot.
0: God, I love Duluth. I rock nothing but their draws. Please sponsor us. Shameless Yeah, what
1: what is it that their uh, their boxers are called? Buck Naked Underwear. Buck Naked Underwear, yeah. I've heard the radio ads for that
0: in the past. It does not matter if it's a million degrees outside. No (sighs) chafe. They're so expensive. God, they're the best thing in the world. It
1: sounds like they'd be the perfect underwear for golfing during the summer.
0: Yeah, they are. A hey, golf trip, baby. Nothing but Dulu's underwear.
1: Fuck naked underwear.
0: I have, I have the I have the ad on my refrigerator downstairs. You'll check it out next time you're here. All right. I'm i well, I'm a lower rewards member. <laughs>
1: Best country and Gold cans fashion hour <laughs> started as a debate, ended up us talking about our favorite brands of clothing. <laughs> All right. So like we said at the top of the show, this weekend is road trip to Raleigh. For those that uh, are not familiar, it's the annual show that American aquarium plays at the Lincoln theater in downtown Raleigh. They're uh, the home, the band's uh, hometown where they have people from all over the country, some from other countries that come in. Started as a two-night affair back when they dropped their record Wolves in 2015 as the Wolves album release party Andy and I went. Um, we saw an awesome lineup, as we said a couple weeks ago, of John Moreland, Turnpike, and American Aquarium. Kind of was like, opened the door for us, jumping headfirst in this music about nine years ago now, wow, now that I think about it. But that I've been every single year uh, to at least one night, uh, Andy's been to a handful of years. Kyle's been to one. Um, my brother has been to, I want to say every year, but the first. And um, as of right now, it looks like that, you know, me, Andy, Kyle, and my older brother are gonna be going on Friday night this year to see American Aquarium and Muscadine Bloodline and Gabe Lee. Um, Gabe Lee put out a fantastic record a while back that I highly recommend. And then anybody who's a regular listener here knows how big of a fan of Muscadine Bloodline that the three of us are. Kyle and I had them quite near the top of our top five records of the year. So, you know, uh, Andy, Kyle, if y'all want to talk about like what songs you want to hear. Andy, I mean, you've gone to this multiple times now. Um, What are some of your favorite things about this weekend Um, or just like places uh, or bands you've seen? Any just like cool things you remember? Um, But kind of open it up. Andy's laughing because Andy's like, I don't know if I remember it all. That was exactly why I was laughing for that
2: exact statement. Uh, I mean, I heard Jamie Lynn Wilson was put on a great show. I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I was there, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, the lineups are usually pretty rock solid. Um, Very excited to see Muscadine. I really only got three Muscadine songs or maybe four that I really want to hear. I want to hear Life Itself, Teenage Dixie, a former what I would call Guilty Pleasure songs. I want to hear Porch porch Swing Angel. And then I would be good on Alternate uh, Warehouser Land or Low Hanging Fruit. I'm good either way on that one. They'll play, they have to play one of those. It's the newest release.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on, on all those songs. And I would add in, what used to be for me, I would call a uh, guilty pleasure song. I but it's a song that I just openly love now is pieces that they had Laney Wilson on um background vocals on that. But I love that song by them. Definitely want to hear that. Um I also kind of want to hear some of their stuff from two records ago. Wasn't Teenage Dixie and wasn't uh Uh, The 16th Avenue record, it was the one right before that. One of them being the song that they did as a duet with BJ Barham, uh, Ain't Just the Van. I think that would be a fantastic one that is probably likely, I would say, since their BJ's going to be there, it would only make sense, you know? Um, And then the record from 2020, Burn It at Both Ends, one that is a little bit more in the pop rock country kind of vibe, but I really, really, I fuck with this song, is Drunk Tattoo. Uh if you haven't heard it, I, I really like that song. Um, even if it doesn't necessarily fit in sonically with a lot of the stuff that I listen to. Uh, but that's one of them those are two from that record that I, I would like to see.
2: I okay. think they'll play pieces.
1: Because I think that's, so too, that's a huge on,
2: song. on popular as number one on yeah. their uh uh Spotify.
1: Yeah. I've contributed to that being having almost fifty four million streams
3: at this point.
0: Well, uh, I believe after the first time I went, was it 2018? I want to say it was around that time. Yeah, that was right around the time I joined the podcast. But went to go see American Aquarium. I can't, Who else was there? I can't remember the year. We showed I, I'm going to be honest.
1: I'm going to be honest. It, I've been uh, every year. The, yeah, the line of trying them. together in my mind, trying to remember.
0: Well, me and Andy were in the same state of mind, so I couldn't tell you. Um. There's one song I really want to hear. I want to hear named after natives. If they don't play that, I will be crushed. It is my favorite song by
3: them. I also would love to hear Azalea Blooms. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, anything other than those two, I'm, I'm content with. I don't other stuff, but I really want to hear named after natives.
1: Azalea Blooms was the one that uh, I think BJ was. Yeah, him and Gary Stanton wrote that together. So they might play that, that too. There's a good shot on that one. The two that I would really like to hear, I would love to hear most of Teenage Dixie, but the two, because Andy already said um, Teenage Dixie, obviously the title track, but Inconvenience Store would be hype. Oh yeah, that'd be fun, yeah. And then also Evan Rudin, because I really just want to scream about a Hardy's biscuit while I'm there.
0: You do love the local shout outs. I do.
1: Yeah. Shout out Hardy's.
3: Hardy's breakfast. But yeah, inconvenience
1: Store would be pretty hype. Yeah, What do you think we'll get out of American Aquarium? That's the thing, man. So just so you guys are aware of how they've done it over the last few years, they play three nights in a row. So it's a good mix of stuff from way on back. Like they've even gone back to that first record, Andy, Antique Hearts from 2006. They brought stuff back from that. Uh, The Bible in the Bottle, they brought stuff back from that. Like you just keep on going and going and going. And however, it depends on what night you run. It's going to be always a mix of a little bit old, a little bit at their, uh, I guess, come up era. era, And then a little bit new. There's going to be, it's just a, it's a, and then there's a few songs that are almost always on the set list, such as Casualties and I Hope You Break Your Heart and Wolves. and, And Lonely Ain't Easy. I think those four are almost always played.
2: I have seen a set list without a hope he breaks your heart. And that's one I really want to hear. I, I, it's travesty not to play that
1: every time I, they it's play. Especially at home too. I, I don't think yeah. that one has ever been skipped in Raleigh because and that's just a, a huge one. I Is also really want to hear Jacksonville. 25. I want to hear Jacksonville too. Have you, they used to play do you that remember a lot, how he does they? that live? Oh yeah. They used to be in the set list every time. Have you ever seen him play that live that you remember?
2: Mm, I know I've seen it. I don't know that our. I... Over time, I don't know that I remember it.
1: The song completely. starts off so like low key, like it is, but then by the time yes. he gets to the end, yeah, his veins are bulging in his neck, and he's screaming, and the band just starts shredding away. It's pretty awesome to see live. Like that's where Kyle probably can attest to this better than anyone. Um, I, we Andy and I have always used the old cliche referring to American Aquarium to our friends. We're like, look, you may or may not like their music, however. You got to see them live. If you see them live, you have a different appreciation for them because the energy at their shows is pretty, pretty up there. Like they, BJ, to his credit, I will say, never mails it in on the energy he gives to the audience. And there aren't a lot of bands that don't have those nights that so they just pack it in. It's, they're a band that you have a better appreciation after seeing them live than you do just listening to the studio songs on Spotify or Apple Pie or Apple Music. Yes, 100%. I
3: love Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Do, do they leave out lose out of twenty five? They play that a lot. I think there might have been a couple times recently where there was one night they didn't play it, but there there are like a core group of songs that they almost always play. Well, I hope, I hope, break I hope your heart. we go.
0: That's going to the the, be the final.
1: Almost I early. hope that we go on the night that they uh, have a, a large mix of old songs mixed in yeah just because I don't mind some new stuff mixed in, like I like their new stuff, but that twenty twelve I wouldn't even go back than that two thousand nine to twenty like sixteen era twenty eighteen era even is like my favorite string of records from them, so it's like I kind of like i I hope it's dominated by that stuff, but you never know mm-hmm. we're going on the second night of three
3: so. I'll admittedly say
2: I don't know much from Chicken McComico.
1: I don't know as much from that one either. I know the songs if I hear them, but I couldn't start naming them. You know what I mean. But I will say, Andy, how lit would it be if he breaks
3: out
2: Manhattan? Yeah, I do like some Manhattan. I like that's one I we just, haven't heard in forever. I'm a the Bible in the bottle, small town hymns. Uh, Burn, Flicker, Die. Burn, Flicker, Die. And what's the one with the, I Hope He Breaks Your Heart? I know what the album cover looks like. It's the gold one. Oh, yeah.
1: That's one of my favorites. Dances for the Lonely. Yeah. Dances for the Lonely. Dude, I hope he plays City Lights <laughs> when we're there. Oh, PBR Promenade. Oh, yeah. PBR Promenade. Tennessee. Like, there. Like, we could probably sit here for another 10 minutes just naming songs off those four records. And be like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's like that group chat where it says, uh, sorry, babe, I can't come out tonight. Me and the boys are just random, uh, naming random athletes. That's, I think he's gonna- <laughs> be like, sorry, me and Andy are just naming random deep cuts from American Aquarium from uh, five to ten years ago. I feel pretty good about <clears throat> Abe Lincoln
2: yeah. being played.
1: Yeah, that gets played a lot. Screw I, I like you, daddy. That. You know, it's, uh, we've talked about it on here. That's a cover from the Backsliders, another rally band. In the alt country scene that came well before. Uh, American
3: Aquarium
1: yeah it's gonna be it'll be a good time looking forward to it Um, if you guys are going shout us out on Twitter send us a DM we'd love to to meet some of the listeners while we're out there Um, you know and let us know what songs you want to hear I mean there's I want to say hey isn't Cookie coming right I I want to say he told me he was we know Cookie's a listener he's also our buddy so do we have Cookie, one? Shout or, us out, brother! Do we have one or both the D Bear Bros coming? As of now, I think it's both of us. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, no, yeah. You mean all three of you or?
1: It's, Landon was never coming.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, four. yeah. Landon isn't too keen on going to small shows at Lincoln Theater for whatever reason. But different strokes. Yeah, different strokes.
0: <clears throat>
1: but yeah, so yeah, leave us a voicemail. It says in the description, click here to leave us a voicemail. There's a link that uh, let us know what songs you're looking forward to. What are some of your favorite songs from, you know, either Gabe Lee, Muscadine Bloodline, or American Aquarium? Um, mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll respond to you next week. Go follow the YouTube channel at Cold Cans Country. You'll see the logo. Country and Cold Cans is available on YouTube now. Uh, and then give us five stars and a great review. That's the show this week. See you. See you next time. Take care, guys.